Are there parts of motherhood that did not come naturally? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are there secrets you wish you knew in advance about the motherhood journey? Could you use a place to cope with motherhood, laugh your woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt? Welcome to Toward, finding a mom-life balance. Welcome back to Torn, finding a mom-life balance. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about becoming mom-minded. So memes, when you became a mom, did you notice some of the impacts it had on the way you viewed life? It's interesting because when we talked about doing this, it made me realize how I can think of people in my life who I feel like were mom-minded prior. And mine was definitely as a result of having like a physical presence of someone (laughs) relying on me. So it's interesting that I think this could look different for all of our torn tribe. Um, It definitely impacts. I like that this is another topic that, we have these buckets of how we think it shows up. Um, So I'm excited to be able to unpack these a little together. Yeah. And I think kind of like what you're saying, some people are mom minded before even having children and some others, maybe not, but I think it has a lot to do with what we think um, mom blueprint kind of looks like and the things that they should be concerned with. Um, and I would say like, there's a lot of, and also I think a lot of people, depending on where they are and their sibling, like mm-hmm. sometimes it, the older siblings tend to mother the younger if there's like a big gap or many children. Um, But I would say for myself, it was, I guess, an awareness when I became a mother that I became more aware of my life choices. And that's what made it feel like a shift of becoming more mom minded. So I would say also biologically, probably hormones, like things going on in life probably impact those things in as well as the seasons we always talk about. Um, I feel like I could distinctly mark times, you know, like naturally when you're expecting there's that nesting stage and you're like preparing, but I think there's also those points of like a bit of panic or where you're like digging into so much information or when you go through phases, something new is coming on, you're going into another stage and you're like, let me see what the world says about this. Let me see what the research says about this. And, and then you go into like a comfort or finding your own way. So I think it like pops up at different times. Yeah. And I would say that the transition, um, from just, uh, not being a mom to becoming a mom Mm -hmm. and the age in which you become a mom might also make this mom becoming mom minded seem a little different for me. I was very young, right? Like I was, uh, how old was I, uh, in my mid twenties when I adopted my oldest son and became a mom. And because he wasn't an infant, it wasn't like we grew together 
in my mom mindedness. It yeah, was, you were uh, thrown into yeah, big decision making. Yeah, and a, a quick Olympic parenting, right? <laughs> Especially when you have someone that's eight years old, speaks a different language, uh, was exposed to a different culture, and they're trying to fit in and they're trying to find their place in their forever family. Um, so I would say one of the main areas where I saw the mom-mindedness show up the strongest was in my authenticity. Um, what was authentically Athena? Um, and it, it was interesting because for the longest time, I actually um, thought that I would naturally get comfortable with my kids and like expose them to like my Hispanic culture and the stories that I grew up with. And yes, I did over time, but when trying to teach someone just English, <laughs> you know, and I, I realized the authentic me is just meet them where they're at and love them. Like it wasn't so much about like my childhood and what I did in my childhood, and like forcing that to be passed on all the time. Um, but it was more just authentically getting to know them and their personalities and doing things with them, which I thought I would be more of a traditional, like, passer on, or if that makes any sense. It's interesting because I think it made me so much more clear on what my passions are. And what make and not to pass them on like they have to be anyone else's passions, but because I know like the things that feed my soul when I need the quiet time, what I do in isolation, what I do as a shared experience, what I like as tradition with family, it just made very clear uh, what I valued in the same sense of self exploration. So I wanted dabble in these things, um, try what's new, be uncomfortable and like find your things and be happy in that place that that was um, that was important to me. And so my my mom role came with like uh, tour guide, tour guide of the planet and like, (laughs) let's go (laughs) to these different things and let's see how we feel about them and let's see what it's like preparing for them and let's see what it's like when you do that in big groups or just being an observer of like what those experiences are especially really really little when we try to like throw them into things because we just think that is what kids are supposed to be doing right they're supposed to love parties like it's their birthday party and then you realize like kids get really overwhelmed by people dressed up in those costumes that we think are really cute or (laughs) we want the picture or um, an interesting, what I noticed even about size and your placement. So it was always really, is still really petite. And so wanting to be at eye level, I could notice that part of it was, yeah, I don't want to go up those five flights of stairs with you really slowly, mom. But it's also like, I want to meet people kind of eye level, not where I'm down here at everyone uh, below everyone's knees, feeling kind of like giants are all around me. Um, And just being able to sense what made different interactions more enjoyable or made her feel like at ease. Um, So thinking about what I was passionate about, things that were fun to do together and exploring those, but also finding other things that maybe I wouldn't sign up for, look for, seek out and try 
those things to see what they would be like for her or for the family. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, I would say with all four of my sons, they have led me down a path that I didn't realize I, a part of it was in me. Like for instance, with my oldest son at theater, right? Like to help him um, acclimate and express himself the first four months of being home, we just did charades because we didn't speak Russian and he didn't speak English. Um, but and then that led us down the road of realizing he really does like acting. And so there I was at theater classes and going to performances and having to rehearse with him and getting thrown into a homeschool environment where I was the theater teacher. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, it exposed my authenticity and just wanting to bond with my children and like valuing the bonding with them, the family connection. And then it sparked in me this love that I remember having in high school, a love for Shakespeare and all those things, but being too timid and too scared to stand up there and act it out. Right. But the mommy mindedness was teaching my boys to be courageous. Right. And so I would throw myself out there first or be a little more vulnerable than I had been before becoming a mom. So that way they could actually embrace what they were passionate about at the age at which they were passionate about it. Um, So there was that. And then even um, embracing things like under, like taking things that I really did love and I knew that I loved before my kids even existed and seeing them embrace those things too, but not exactly the same way I loved it or for the reasons that I loved it, but still being able to share that. Like one of my sons loves basketball, but he simply, he really just likes to shoot around while I, I enjoy shooting, but it's like, I like the technique. I like the dribbling. I like the hard work, the challenge. Like, can we make this a little harder? Can we make it a little harder? And he just enjoys the motion, right? <laughs> of like shooting the ball and hearing the net, <laughs> shooting the ball and hearing the net. But being able to embrace those things together has been super enjoyable. And the mom mindedness of uh, just letting go and letting them embrace the thing, like certain experiences, like you were saying, at their level, how they choose to embrace it, because the way we envision it is always a little disconnected. I would say the other thing, though, with that, like, it just taking the example of basketball, like the language, right, the mommy mindedness behind my self-talk. So that way, when I'm homeschooling them, or coaching them, or encouraging them, it doesn't sound like a foreign person. And it's a natural overflow. I know before becoming a mom, I was very hard on my, like, extremely hard on myself in the sense of, like, negative self-talk, right? Um, You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not quick enough. And now, after having my four sons, I realized that I noticed the same struggles that my boys have, like, some of my weaknesses, they have them. But I've been able to change my own self-talk and realize that 
yes, I may process things a little slower, but that doesn't mean I'm not good enough or don't have value to bring to the table. Just means I need to prepare a different way, right? And that's not right, wrong, um, or indifferent. And kind of coaching my sons in the same way, like understand yourself, accept yourself, and that that you still have value to bring to the table. So the language has definitely changed. Yeah, I'm I'm really conscientious of letting go of that the language of lack and always focused on abundance and gratitude and um reflection on one thing I always noticed that you modeled early on to Sasha coming home was like a reflection on like what the event was like what his favorite part was like and while as an educator like that makes sense making that a natural part of who we are as a family was also really important it was the, so connecting it to abundance is like, it could be a small thing. It could be a 30 minute performance we're seeing. It could be getting a book read to us, um, short interaction with someone, but appreciating that that thing is taking place and playing really close attention to like what it is to be in a performance and like give it our full attention and show them appreciation that they're sharing their talent with us and embracing it when they're like making you participate with them even when you're uncomfortable um i was just redoing a dance with Soph that i the song was so familiar and right now i'm not going to be able to think of the title um but it was a dance that we saw at the library by you and Sam was doing the dance. So it tells you all these things to like, bring your knees in and stick your elbows out and you end up, um, Oh my goodness. It's going to bother me that I can't remember, but you're doing the tootin' something. It's like this silly dance, but it tells you all the same. And then you end up looking like you're a turkey, like your arms yeah. are out, your knees are together, your butt is poked out. And I'm like, why do I know this song? And as we're doing it together, I'm like recalling doing this. She was really little. Sam was the one who was old enough to participate. And it was the first time I had heard the song, but embracing <laughs> that, that I was like doing it in the background. Um, well, I wasn't the kid that would have, he was like in the second row participating and I wouldn't have been that way when I was his age. Um, but then redoing it with Sophie and knowing that I would want her to be the kid that's in the second row. Um, and then being grateful for the arts, for music, for nature, um, you know, and just doing that reflection of what did we participate in? What was our favorite part? Why was it our favorite? And just knowing how different things stand out to everyone. Um, I, I really do like that to be in our conversations as a family. Yeah. And even the language of gratitude, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a tall task, but the mommy side of me, like I would say I learned to write thank you notes probably in college. And it was because of a business class, go figure, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, when you go interview, and this might sound archaic to people, so hopefully I'm not dating myself, but you go interview. No, they're stand, still important. Yeah, you still write a handwritten note and then make it authentic and make it true, like really find something that you could be grateful for um, and transcribe that into a note and send it. And it would just that activity of like remembering to ask for the person's contact information that wasn't just an email address or anything like that um, was helpful when writing the thank you notes. But, and then um, as I 
became a mom, I realized that, hey, if my, if I wanted my children to actually remember who got them what, um, whatever item it was, or where, if someone took them somewhere, that writing a note helped them remember it. Because that's how I remembered every single interview I went on or certain gifts. If I actually took the time to slow down and write a note about it and reflect on it and think that way, that it would stick with me longer. And so, you know, when I had Sasha, I was like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity. Like, you'll learn how to write. You'll connect with the family or whoever's giving him gifts because tons of people gave him gifts all the time still now all the time and I was like oh we'll do the thank you note things together and eventually he'll start doing it on his own and he has but and then I had three other ones so it gets tiresome sometimes and but it is hard are, you guys are rock stars you always get it right I'll tell I'll be honest Torn Tribe if you get one from me a year for one of the events maybe it's a birthday <laughs> and I, I always keep you on your toes because you don't know if it's the Christmas gift you don't know if it's the birthday you'll get one <laughs> That'll actually get accomplished, completed. What we enjoy doing is so getting her artwork on it, stamping it, or the girls doing some sort of drawing or something together on it. Um, And they get out in the mail because I literally have printed individualized cards, done the art, written the note, and never gotten them in addressed envelopes (laughs) over a year ago that that happened. And then they sit there and you're just like, when are you going to give that to the, but like, this is obsoleteness, like move point, <laughs> move on next. I'll do better next time. But for Scrap me, it's that I'm a lover of epistles. I love letters and I love mail. And so part of the thank you r- ritual for us is getting that appreciation of when something individual to you comes in the mail and giving that to others is also a part of it. So I love, I love that being a very intentional mom-minded tradition to pass on. Yeah. And I would say just hang in there. If you didn't mail them out, mail them out even a year late because people would still like They'll appreciate it. It's like I got done. You're quoting the right gift. That's what I got you. (laughs) Yeah. And it's also, um, it's also a help to even foster kind of choices, right? Like how we spend Um, time, money, efforts. I know like there's many times the thank you notes, like as the boys get older, a lot of people just give them money, but they actually wait until they buy whatever item it is with that and then go back and write the thank you note um, to the person to let them know like, hey, with the money you gave me, this is how I invested it (laughs) type of deal. So um that's another thing as I've become a mom that I noticed change was my choices. Um, what I spent either, um, my time doing or, um, the, even like simple things like clothes. I don't know, like meme, if you remember this, but I used to be a fanatic about belts, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I loved belts before I became a mom. I don't know if it's because the waistline changed <laughs> becoming a mom that decreased my love of belts or the ridiculous prices that they are, the belts that I like, um, that like my wardrobe, I, I used to always like want to be in style and always keep up with the trends. But then you have 
I had four sons and they would, can never fit into their clothes because they were always, they're still growing like a bunch of crazy dandelions. Um, <laughs> and so all the choices I go to the store, if I need to shop, it's always about them. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, it always becomes about them. And it's not because I don't think of myself and take time for me. It's just that when I decide to take time for me, it's not about clothes anymore. Like my choices of my me time is more self-reflective. Maybe it's like spa day, you know, (laughs) like they wear me out so much. I need a massage. I don't need a shirt. I don't need a belt. Um, So it's just funny. The things that the choices that they impact, because we all know they impact finances. Like that's a given, right? They impact your finances, they impact your taxes and all that. But I'm saying like the little minor things that you used to cherish or put so much time and investment in before you had children kind of changes. For me, the big one, you know, we're still in January, everyone, um, is my birthday. Like, I still love my birthday, but my reflection and like what my celebration has been is very different since I've had a child and it's it's part of all the other things it's the what is authentic it's this what individually like makes me me and for me it was like taking the day no matter what it's like this year I still did it came off a long break haters don't hate came off a long break worked a day still took my birthday off and it's just (laughs) out of marking time for that reflection and space with myself and it used to be a spa day for me or and it was half most of it was solo and the celebration was like weekend before weekend after like depending on how new year's fell things like that but now it is very family based it is doing something you know that's not our day-to-day routine no matter what day of the week it is but it does lead me into that reflection of like what really matters and what has mattered to me over the last year and what do I want to matter to me over the next year like it's a very different type of celebration of myself but it feel like something about it feels more mature and like a grown-up <laughs> like you make choices for somebody else kind of way um it's not as I, I guess the word like it's not as um I can't think of the word but frivolous it's not as frivolous it, my birthday used to be a like you know throw caution to the wind, celebrate. It's almost like the thank God I made it to a new birthday and it didn't always feel that way. But as I reflect, that's almost the way the celebration was. And now it's a lot more grounded in, in what really matters to me. And, and I like that it's shifted that way because it, it, it has like a solo time, a reflection time, a celebration time, a shared with other people kind of time. So I'm growing up, y'all. I'm growing up. <laughs> You're growing up. And it's still a month long, people. <laughs> oh, yes. That, that will yeah. never change. Um, <laughs> choices. It's all about yeah. your choices. It's all about your my, choices. my grown mama pants on and I can have a birthday celebration all month long. <laughs> um, and then the other, I think before becoming a mom... And even still, sometimes I, I time the clock, man, it's been my enemy. But ever since becoming a mom, I feel the need to guard my time. Um, 
and be very protective with my time so I can spend time with my people. Um, And so like part of that, what that looks like is that I like to carve out date nights, you know, with my husband and with each individual son, um, mom and son date nights to kind of connect with them and hear what they're saying. Um, so that way I can look them in the eyes when they're talking to me and not be there washing the dishes or still on a conference call for work at seven o'clock at night or, you know, hearing them yell louder than their siblings standing next to them trying to tell me something at the same time. Um, or the noisy dinner table. (laughs) So it's just becoming more like intentional with my time and guarding it and passing up on certain things. So that way I can actually have that time with each of my sons. It's interesting how you're noting like the, those pockets of the day, because for me, it's that it's the quiet morning time because I'm, you know, torn tribe, it would not be memes if I didn't mention that routine damn routine is my enemy, but in trying to find a way to, balance it and make it my own and and really be able to like lean into whatever this routine is supposed to give to my life it's seeing times in a you know I was just being held hostage shortly before recording this putting my daughter down to sleep and that is exactly what it feels like sitting in the dark in her room feels (laughs) like I will never be free again and but the morning time, as much as I'm not, I'm a night owl. I prefer the hours of the night. That change that just changed because I'm just tired. So if I sit still for too long, I'm gonna get deliriously tired. So the morning time, as long as I've kept on a rhythm of my sleep pattern, my morning can have like the quiet. There's nothing better than the times of my day that I am alone in my home. People are sleeping or they're gone. So it's those. <laughs> It's looking at time in that sense, right? What's my morning bucket? That's my start of day routine, refresh, get motivated by some message, some quote, something that the universe sent me to kind of like set me on my way for my day. There's my my commute that I don't miss at all right now, but it was also <laughs> a time that I carved out or that extra 30 minutes I sat in the car before going into daycare to get her because it was the only solitude I was going to have for the rest of the day. Um it's the way those buckets of time, right? So when is the time that I'm bonding with my media family, my extended family, time with friends, uh, celebration, and then the times that we want to have downtime where we're not overscheduling the events, the dance class, soccer, um, practice, birthday party, you know, any of the things we have to do, rehearsal, um, meeting for school, parent contribution, go read at the class, event for work, all those buckets, um, but carving them out so that I could really be present. So for me, it's like valuing what the time is for and then trying to be in it so that I am, you know, even if I'm weeping a little in the dark during bedtime, I was in it. I read the story, I acted out the parts, I did the voices, and then I shift into rocking lady in the middle of the dark in the bedroom until I can get out (laughs) and then and then you do the fireman crawl out of the room exactly (laughs) hoping that the floorboards don't give you away (laughs) oh my goodness yes it's just interesting and even um 
what bath time looks like, what bedtime looks like, what morning time looks like has shifted, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, as, like, uh, b- before mommyhood, morning time meant I actually had a quiet time. <laughs> and and I could actually read something without being interrupted 500 times. Well, I remember Shakira singing about Sundays where she didn't take a shower. And I was not judged on a Sunday where at 7 p.m. I had on exactly what I had on at 7 a.m. But these days I have someone who likes to ask, Mommy, are those your clothes or your PJs? <laughs> like, How about you just mind your business? How about you just leave me alone in my Sunday best? <laughs> well, at least she doesn't talk about you smelling but <laughs> but they, they all she'd different. only she'd yeah. need to learn personal space to have a complaint about what i smell like <laughs> my goodness but torn drive we would love to hear from you guys too on exactly how becoming mom minded has impacted your life um different areas maybe that maybe it wasn't authenticity or language or choices or time but um, we would love to know how um, becoming a mom has shifted some of the things in your life and now for our men's segment where we share a highlight from the week and so memes what's mended you this week so for me, it's my my clusters I was mentioning earlier of like who you're spending time with. Um, and so I have a book club with my like college age friends, a small group. I have what was my previous book club that shifted into like an eating club that now is like my movie club and we like do virtual viewings together. Um, my birthday viewing is pending. Like I said, all January we celebrate. And... Then our torn together, but like our family pocket, like reconnecting with cousins and like having celebrations. Um, as much as I didn't have a birthday party, Sam's birthday parties always feel like they're my birthday parties, also. <laughs> um, but like my diff- distinct pockets with you know, my, my board of directors are my who I go to for career and like life advice and they're different people. They don't even know they're all on the same board. Some of them don't know each other personally, but when I convene with my board of directors, all those pockets make me feel heard. They let me feel helpful when they need anything um, connected. Um, recently, my girlfriend had a birthday celebration and she like, I don't even know if I should say this out loud because I don't want to give away the secret, but rented a theater for five of us to watch a like a vintage movie together for her birthday and it was completely awesome torn tribe if you can do it at your local theater do it wear your mask sit 15 feet away from each other and have the theater to yourself um so she took it back to what was it 1990 yeah i was like figuring out what how old I was when this went, and we saw Ghost and it was perfect just like wow. I had seen it in the theater when I was 11 yes 11 um and just those times like something you always you needed and didn't even know you needed it that's what those groups do for me um so that's what's been me this week that is awesome 
They, wow. I don't even know what to say. I did not get invited to a theater that was completely rented out to see ghosts. Um, so, my mend. Let's see. Um, I think what's been mending me is I reconnected with a friend that I had lost touch with. Um, and she actually came over the other day and we did our little cheese board and we just we pigged out it was hilarious like I she was like oh my gosh I didn't know I could eat so much but it all tasted so good um but just the the talk the discussion the um the food but mostly just the discussion of like what's going on in her life the encouragement the wisdom like, there was nothing like it. It was just so refreshing to my soul because it's been such a long time since I've had discussions or talks with friends that really felt like it was speaking to my heart. Um, so that was my mend over the past two weeks. That's the best. Torn Tribe. Listen, follow, share. We are at Torn MLB on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and we'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions for episode topics. Email us to tornmlb at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Choose grace. When you feel torn, choose, choose grace. grace.